0: To the newest edition of uh, Right Here, Right Now. This is Pat Young from Dog Ear Books, and I am thrilled to have, for the second time, Mr. Eli Craner. Welcome, Eli.
1: Thanks, Ms. Pat. Really glad to be here.
0: We are so excited to have you here. You were our very first guest on our podcast, um, and we talked back then about the middle school book that you had just put out Books Make Brains Taste Bad. That has been a very big seller in our store, and uh, the kids really love it. Parents love it. I loved it. It was awesome. Did did really good with that. But um, we all understood at the time that that was just kind of a, 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 you were marking time in a way. It was a filler while you were waiting for the big one. Mm. To catch on and get ready and I believe even at that time you knew something was happening with your major novel that you had been working on uh, and uh, I remember back how many years ago was it that you came and did a reading at the store
1: yeah it was like 2018
0: yeah and it was the short story version of your book that you were working on and then um, many trials and tribulations A lot of waiting, a lot of ups and downs, I know. Tell us a little bit about how you finally got your novel
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, it was a... The short story won a prize, and um, I came and got to do like a big reading for you guys, and it was so much fun. It made me feel like it was just a short story, you know, in a little literary magazine in North Carolina, but it felt like a real book, and it felt... I mean, there were so many friends and family there... Um, and then since that time, yes, yeah, so that was 2018. I think I finished this manuscript in 2016. So, like, I wrote the short story. It became the first chapter. It deals so close with my life, and it's about a high school uh, football coach uh, and a player who uh, has a really volatile home life, and, and there's a murder on the eve of the playoffs, and, and it's called Don't Know Tough. And, and it was just this book that um, it was actually, I think, the fourth – full manuscript that I finished. And, and, and I wrote right now I've written, I've written 10 full manuscripts, but it was like, even throughout all of these, you know, trying to send them off to agents and do all that. It was like this book, I just kept thinking, uh, this one had my heart in it. And so the way that process works is you write the book and then you have to write just a tiny little, um, what's called a query letter, which Mm -hmm. is like 200 words. And you send it off to agents and they read that query letter. Don't even read the pages most of the time. Uh, and if they think it sounds intriguing or marketable, you know, then they'll want to look at the book. So, yeah, I did that from like 2017 all the way through to like 2020. Um, and finally, through the revised manuscripts and talking with some of these agents but never really getting bites, um, I'd collected over 200 rejections on that. And I finally had, I had over 20 of these agents who were reaching out and wanting to read the whole book. And it was right at the beginning of March of 2020. Mm-hmm. And so we know what happened yeah. in like New York and around here, but New York yeah. especially, that was like right when. And so I don't know for a fact, like if that's what happened, but New York City just shut down and the mm-hmm. whole, everybody in the literary world you know they weren't sure what was going to happen with publishing, and and so I got 20 really fast like thank you Eli but we can't take on a debut novel at this time, mm-hmm. uh, and that is when brains came into the picture because mm-hmm. I had been going for like five years at this one goal of like being and and for those that don't know there's there's two routes you can you can self-publish a novel through Amazon through whatever and that's what I did with Brains or you can do it you know a different way where you try to go through Penguin Random House or Simon and Schuster whoever mm-hmm. they, and right. and the main difference there is a the distribution so mm-hmm. you know like with with a book like Brains you can get it in a local bookstore but you're taking it like you got to drive it over there and do with a book like Don't Know Tough you know for a traditional published book you get it wherever books are sold, you know, across the country or pretty much with this one, it'll be any, any English-speaking country, you know, it'll mm-hmm. you know, go out. So anyway, I wrote Brains in the midst of all that and the pandemic, and it was the most fun, and I was dead set on thinking, well, hell... I'm a, you know I have a lot of hustle I'm just gonna go and keep doing this and I had the next brains book written I had
0: which a, I'm still waiting
1: for like kids book another called jock boy about a magical jock strap um, and I was just dead set it was such a good fit I was going to see so many elementary school aged kids middle school aged kids my parents were both middle or elementary school educators so it felt like a perfect thing and I was like mm-hmm. and it was a far cry from what I I, you know, set out to do. And, and I just thought, well, you know, I'm going to keep following the the flow. And I think Brains came out in like September. Um, And then like the end of that October, I get a call from this publisher that had sponsored a contest. And it was a contest where you didn't have to have one of those silly agents. You could just submit your manuscript Mm -hmm. straight to the publisher and you would get you know uh, a nationally published or internationally published book deal it was called the Peter Lovesy First Crime Novel Contest Um, and it was published through Soho Crime they put it on they're distributed by Penguin Random House and I get this call and I remember when I got it like I didn't even think it was that big a deal you know I was like oh yeah that's cool you know yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But I'm kind of doing this other thing, you know, now. Like, I'm, I'm self-publishing these middle grade books. And we're, we're doing really big things, you know. at dog Ear books and <laughs> Round Russellville. Oh, tens of books. And, I mean, I, I really remember, say, like, saying, I didn't say that verbatim to this to this editor. But I really didn't. I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, we can do the contest. And then, as it got going, I just, um, I don't know. Like, so, where we are now. And the book comes out in March. Um, but like, as of right now, like literally today I got to see the actual, so they, a couple of months ago, which is what you got, they sent out like paperback arcs advanced reader your copies. Those go out to reviewers and other mm-hmm. authors, you mm-hmm. know, for people to see. And this is just the fun stuff that you never, I never really knew happened. But those books go out to people. I don't even know who they're going out mm-hmm. to. But today I got to see the actual like hardcover jacket. And so collected on there were all of the, blurbs in people Mm -hmm. and I think there's six featured on the book and all six are New York Times best selling (gasps) authors I have chills
0: (laughs) so exciting S.A.
1: Cosby wrote Blacktop Wasteland and Razorblade Tears Ace Atkins, uh, Steph Cha um, Michael Corita who just had that movie with Angelina Jolie Um, what was that one um, those who wish us me dead, those who wish me yeah. dead, like the mm-hmm. firefighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, like it just blew me. And then to see, you know, they've read the book and see what they have to say about it. And so yeah, that has just been cool. And so, yeah, the buzz is, I don't know how this works. Like, and it's out, it's like with, with brains and a self-published book, everything is in your hands. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm calling you and we're figuring out distribution and we're right. doing... And with this, it's all just like I wrote the book, you know. That's like pretty much my job, you know. And so it's cool. It's cool because, but I, it, it goes against my personality in some ways because I'm so much of an old football coach, like getting it all figured out. But yeah. Control. Yeah. You, know, yeah. The, the Library Journal, um, which is the leading publication for librarians mm-hmm. um, across the United States and all English-speaking countries, it's like a it, 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 librarian school, public libraries, whatever. Right. They chose um, Don't Know Tough as a top for debut of 2022. Oh, my. Uh, so
0: so well-deserved, though. I mean, uh, it's like I'm surprised, but I'm not. <laughs> because I finally, after, you know, possibly a little begging, uh, <laughs> you sent me a PDF of the book. <laughs> and I stayed up all night reading it. And, oh, my gosh, that it was... It was gripping it was uh, so emotional and it just kept you till the end and I I'll be honest I wanted more mm. you know I wanted to I wanted to follow these people you get so invested in them mm. so um, you know you you I, I'm not I'm not surprised that people see that
1: well people
0: who know books
1: and I'm gonna say so. this because when we were talking about those five years and doing that stuff I mean, there were so many afternoons I could, you know, where nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I get to the end of a week, like a Friday, and I'm teaching, you know, but I'm also checking my email and looking. And I can remember Miss Pat like it was almost a, a religious thing. Like I would come to the bookstore uh-huh. on like a Friday afternoon with mm-hmm. my daughter, or even before my daughter was around, mm-hmm. point, and I would just tell you what was going on. Yeah. You know, like I would tell you yeah. like, well, "Okay, I got two agents that requested the book and here's everybody these agents represent. Yeah. And I really think this might work <laughs> Exciting. out." Exciting. And it never worked out, you know, like none of that ever worked out, but I can remember and like how important that was to me to have a local bookstore. Mm-hmm. And have a, a, a people who, you know, cared about books and and had all the new releases and had all the stuff you know, it was, it was a dream, a tangible dream, like to see exactly, that yeah. place in our community. And so that meant so much to me.
0: Well, it, and it was because we had read other things that you had written. Yeah, so open mic nights. I mean, you know, but it's yeah.
1: just The videos, <laughs> the, the shorts, every time I get a short story, we would do a video. Exactly.
0: And, you know, so it, it was so evident right from the beginning what a great writer you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... Mm, I kept calling you our John Grisham, and someday <laughs> they'll be saying, oh, yeah, you're our Eli Craners, mm-hmm. because I, I really see this nationally, internationally. I mean, you were talking about English language, until they translate it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Then, then it'll be translated into 40 languages, because the, the story is very... Um, specific as far as it's Arkansas. Yep. And, but it's the human experience. Everybody can relate to this on some level. Yeah. And you can really see the, the uh, emotions in it. And um, I, I just, uh, you know, it just it just blew me away. And one thing that's hard for me sometimes is to read a book that goes back and forth, with um, either in time or the characters, and sometimes I tend to get a little confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if I have to go back and look and see, so okay. But with yours, I don't know if I should say this. It might be a bit of a spoiler. But you you do tend to write it from different perspectives. Yeah, you can say
1: it, yeah. yeah. Well, definitely.
0: and you know, and then of course there's the 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 coach and and those that. Group of people and and the way that that's written, you get to know them. But then the boy in the story, yeah.
1: who is from South- Denton, Arkansas, yeah. but he's originally from Eastern Arkansas. Okay, so he's a little bit of an outsider yeah. in, the, in the hill part of
0: and, Arkansas. Yeah, and had a very distinctive way of talking. Right, and you did such a great job writing that. Mm. You know, so that it wasn't like I kept having to think. I mean, I could hear this boy talking in my head. It yeah. was just very clear. And so to me, that's just another example of your skill.
1: Well, uh, and that's that's a really it's funny because throughout those five years of sending stuff off, what did every all-knowing agent in New York City have to say? Like, this book's too ambitious, you know, or it's too experimental, like you're doing too many too many things. And then um, when the book finally found its home what has everybody said in retrospect? Like, what are the things they like the most about the book? Yeah. You know, it's the voice and yes. the way that I've, you know... It's, it's edgy, it's, yeah. it's all
0: those things that weren't right, Yeah, now a, they're right. It's yeah. a
1: linear story, so it does start at yes. point A and end at point B, but it, it's not, It's a, like you said, you know, it's not... It actually... It, it, it's told in a chapter, alternating chapters between first person, mm-hmm. which you get to hear Billy Lowe, who's the running back and the, the, the troubled home life kid, uh, and then it'll jump in the next chapter to any, a bunch of characters, whoever he encounters, mm-hmm. and, and really right. the, you know, the way that it's all set up is, is Billy Lowe is the best running back, the best player on this football team. He's, he's being abused by his mother's boyfriend. He has a brand-new coach, Trent Powers, who moves into town from California. So he's way a fish out of water in this fictional Arkansas town called Denton, Arkansas. But he's a very devout and very uh, religious sort of guy that, that also not only sees coaching as you know wins and losses, but he sees a chance to really help this kid. And so he's, he's doing all this stuff for Billy, and they're winning a lot of games. And then on the eve of the playoffs, the guy who's been – Abusing Billy is found beaten to death in his trailer, Mm -mm. and and so and so the rest of the book is you know who did it. It's really it's getting classified as a mystery, which that's so funny because when I was sending it all out, you know I hadn't I thought I don't know what I thought it was. I mean I didn't set out to write you know a crime or a mystery, but that's what it is. I mean from that point on it's who who did it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it plays out in kind of this who who did it fashion. Um, But yeah, Billy's voice is the engine because he is telling his story mm-hmm. and the reason I made it this kind of strange where it's where it's a little experimental, I guess, or whatever, where the next chapters that always follow, Billy will tell you what he did and what happened and then it pulls back almost and it's almost like you get to see what he just said from the eyes of a person who's maybe quite not, not quite so volatile and not right. quite so hard-edged mm-hmm. as he is, you know, so and, and so that's a way that you get to meet you know all the different characters that are in the book right
0: and, and it's just um, like I said it's so well done and um, the the going back and forth you know alternating chapters is uh, you use that technique really well some people can tell that it can do a, a crime story. Mm-hmm. And um, and you get caught up in the crime and all of the, the investigation and the all this, but you don't always get any underlying emotional mm. impact. And in this, boy, you get both. Mm. I mean, it, it is a very gut-wrenching kind of uh, story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it made me I cried. Mm. I mean, you know, it, it just, as a former teacher, somebody who worked with kids, I know how how sometimes things go on in their lives that are so um, horrific, mm-hmm. uh, and that other people don't see mm-hmm. necessarily. They'll see the bad behavior, but they don't see why what's driving that. But in your book, in your in your writing and all, um, you give that under. Underlying, you know, you get to see underneath all of that, beyond it, and so that's just another reason why it's so.
1: And that was um, from the back to these silly agents. Another thing they always used to say is that, you know, this was a stat that was thrown at me. I don't know how many times that, like, when it comes to people who buy novels and read fiction, it's like eighty-five percent women. Mm-hmm. And so what they would always throw back in my face is like, no woman's going to want to read this gritty Southern, you know, mm-hmm. book about a a, a, a tough, a, you know, tough kid, and 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 I was always like, mm. you know, because so many are mothers or teachers or. And, and now that the book has been getting, you know, again, read, it's funny because some of those are the people who've enjoyed it most because, oh, of, yeah. the, because of the empathy, you know, yes. for this kid who is just Absolutely. at his, at his, at his at he, that's the whole title of the book, you know, and I, I teach in the alternative learning school and I coached, um, you know, players who were so similar to this, you know, uh, I've had people ask me, you know, but this book is, it's a conglomeration of five years of high school coaching. And now five years of teaching alternative learning English, you know, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Billy Lowe is no one kid. He is a he's a melding of all of these these really tough stories. And that's if the book has a mission, you know, uh, more than anything, And I don't know that it has to or that it does. But if it does, I mean, it's in the title. It's a it's a chance for the reader to look at it. And it's almost a challenge, you know, to say. Like, you don't know tough. Like, yeah. you don't know, like, way these down. kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I really hope, you know, some of these people in other parts of the country, because uh, I don't know that I'm sympathetic toward Arkansas in any way in this book. I, I'm, it's really nice with the coach and his wife and his family being from California. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was really able to look at Arkansas through the eyes of, of an out-of-towner, yeah. out you know, and yeah. really see, especially this is a very small, smaller than Russellville-sized um, town, um, and so, yeah, that the, the main goal is to, to just show people mm-hmm. out in the world, outside of Ro- Russellville, Arkansas, small town Arkansas, they're like, you don't know. like no. You don't really know what it's like.
0: And, and I think that, uh, you know, the book, when, when it's read by people who aren't from Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, they will identify with it on some level um, emotionally. And if you have worked in a situation where you've been around kids, you know, in a school or any kind of environment where, um, and and when I was an assistant principal, I got to, those are the kids I got to work with. And even in Russellville, you know, in a smaller town, how you, uh, this might be bigger than that town in your book, but you come across these kids right. and it just tears you up right. and you want to do better for them. Right. And so I think if anything that this book could be really um kind of a an inspiration mm-hmm. to people to make them stop and really look at something. Yeah. And see that kid that's troubled and yeah. think, okay, I don't know tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going through because I couldn't go through mm-hmm. it if I did, you know. So I think I think your book you know, I see it as it's not just a crime book or just a mystery. The emotion—that's what's going to grab people—is mm-hmm. the emotional impact of it. So, well, my awesome.
1: mother-in-law is a really great example because she's a reader, um, but not a reader of something like this. And so, mm-hmm. for years now, I mean, I've had this book finished for years. You know, my mm-hmm. wife read it, my mom read it, and my mother-in-law kept like coming around I was like. She never straight up asked me, like, could she read the book? But then, like, when I had the actual bound, like, advanced (laughs) reader copy, she was like, "Ela, like, let me read the book. And so I remember handing it to her, and I just gave her, like, this disclaimer. I was like, you know, it's not a happy story. You know, it's, it's gritty, it's dark. When people ask me, you know, like, well, what is it? I try to explain it, like, with that Netflix series, Ozark. Oh, um, yeah. I think it falls into mm-hmm. that same sort mm-hmm. of, like, you know, that's what you can expect in terms of content and, like, tone of the story. Right. So I told her all this, you know, and, and then just kind of waited, you know, like, for the next <laughs> couple of days thinking, like, she may never look at me the same again, you know, because it's my heart and soul on this on the page. And she loved it. You know, awesome. she finished it yeah. in like two days, and she said, you know, it's, it's tough, it's yeah. hard, um, but, but it's true. Yes. And, and that's a quote that I always throw out there, and it's, it's a, from Barry Hannah, who Barry Hanna was this Mississippi writer, uh, mainly of short stories, he wrote some novels, but he said, you know, I will, I will write anything or I will read anything, you know, as long as it's true, mm-hmm. you know, and so I always thought... There you go, which is, which says a lot in our time today, you know, with, it with all the rules we're putting yeah. on this different stuff, but well, as and, it's true.
0: And, you know, um, any kind of book, whether it's a science fiction or fantasy, if it doesn't have that underlying uh, truth and yeah. heart, that, you know, okay, so take that basic premise that, you know, it can be in any book, and then you can dress it up however you want to, but, um, you know, if... If it, it 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 just needs to, it needs to have that um, emotional foundation yeah. that people can get into, and then they kind of settle into it, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going on this ride. Yeah, I'm going to see where this takes me. And so, and to me, that's that's what it makes a great book. Yeah, and that's why I think you're going to be so successful. Mm.
1: Well, so, oh.
0: <laughs> I hope I'm not jinxing you, but <laughs> but I ha- it has to be said. I mean, and, and you told me this the other day. I was so excited because I've always said, Eli, <clears throat> when it comes time to do your your book as an audio book, you must read it yourself uh, and share with everybody what you found out.
1: Yeah, so I, <laughs> my, I, I pushed for it. I followed your, <laughs> your lead. And I, I do, I, I, one thing I do in my, my process, and this is going to reveal a lot about me, but when I finish writing for the day, I, you know, I'll write throughout the day, in the morning, get everything kind of how I like it, you know, for however many words that is, a thousand words, a couple of pages. And then at night, after the kids go to bed, I call my mom. (laughs) And what I do is I read, like, however many pages that is out loud to my mom. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in, and I'm not always drafting a novel, you know, I just can't be. But when I'm in that stage of when I'm writing a new book, the first draft I do that every night and it's a way for me to feel the voices and to mm-hmm. pra- so I, there's a lot of out loud reading and then when it's all said and done and like before I like this book before I send it off like as the final draft to this publisher uh, I read the whole stinking thing out loud to her again. Man, uh, shout out to mom. Yeah, mom, oh. Christy Craner gets a huge shout out. <laughs> um, and anyway, so it, that voice of any of the characters and, and especially in this book, Billy, the, the the protagonist and the young running back, it was really personal to me. You mm-hmm. know? And it yeah. was a big deal, not only that, but just how that voice was going to be conveyed, you know, because these were the players I had had and these were uh, the students that I teach now. And this is so different. Uh, I did not want to have some voice actor get on there and be like, down the country road, there go you know, because that's not the voice, like no. the, the, the person that I'm conveying you know my players my, they are you know redneck, they're they're southern, uh, but they listen to hip hop, you know and, they, mm-hmm. and there's that there's that you know there's all these different shades to their voice, so so yes, I will get to read the audiobook uh, I'm going to Memphis. Uh, in January, and we're recording that then. So yeah, we're really excited about that.
0: That is exciting because uh, you you have that a, a very mesmerizing voice. I think mm-hmm. your voice just kind of pulls you in. <laughs> like You butter. know, like yeah. Butter. I would I would just listen <laughs> to it forever. <laughs> and uh, but you're right because you don't want. Yeah. It's like your baby. You yeah. don't want to just turn it over to somebody else and let them do their interpretation. Well,
1: I've had a lot of authors tell me that I'll never do it again. They're like, once you do this, you know, <laughs> Eli, you will... And, and they might be right. Like, I, this yeah. book is so voice-driven that I yeah. think I will pay my pound of flesh or more, you know, to do it. Because mm-hmm. I have heard it's something like, you know, like for every hour of like just like reading... It's three hours of recorded text, you know, because it's just like this sort of stuff, like getting it all right. So that's why Mm -hmm. it's like three days of, you know, but for this book, it's so, the voice is is so important.
0: It is. It is. And I'm so glad that that they saw that too. Yeah,
1: they're great. Now,
0: when you, um, because it seems like when we interviewed you last time, around that time, you, was that when you told me something big was happening in December, but you couldn't say what it was? Was that the timing? Like last year? It was, yeah. Last Christmas, yeah, right? Right, that was right. It was right Okay, okay. Because
1: we couldn't, yeah.
0: Yeah, you couldn't talk about it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? They're going to yeah. buy the book. It's going to be a movie. Yeah. Who's in it? I don't... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, my mind just went many ways. But, um, so so then the man... Tell a little bit about the, the man who sponsored the contest, because that's Yeah, this is a really cool
1: story. His name is Peter Lovesey, and he's a British... Uh, mystery writer. So, like, if you've seen the movie Knives Out, uh, mm-hmm. like, picture that dude, like, that patriarch, like, that's who Peter reminds me of. He's mm-hmm. the sweetest, um, just most giving, kind dude.
0: Have you uh, met him?
1: Well, Deport- everything's virtual. So, like, we have, oh, uh, you okay. know, and if this hadn't been this time, like, when the contest was announced, they were having a gala that we would have been in New York City for this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I know we didn't okay. get it's to do okay. that. But maybe, okay. yeah, maybe it'll all yes, come it, back Yes, it around. will.
0: You know, Eli, things happen at the right time. Yeah. And the older you get and the more experience you have, you see that, you look back and you go, oh, wow. Yeah, if that had happened yeah. when I thought, hmm, but it didn't. And now.
1: Yeah. yeah so yeah, anyway, so Peter. Well, Peter, this, he definitely happened, it, yeah, happened in a big way for me because uh-huh. what they did was 50, 50 years ago, um, Peter Lovesey was a Mm schoolteacher. He was uh, 32 years old, and he won a debut crime novel uh, contest Mm -hmm. um, in Britain, and it launched his whole career. And so 50 years later, uh, and he was published Mm -hmm. at the age of 34. Mm -hmm. And so 50 years later, he decided... His publisher, my publisher, wanted to throw a huge party and, like, celebrate 50 years worth of Peter Lovesey, And he said, no, I want to do a debut crime novel contest. So this was the inaugural contest. I don't know if they'll do it anymore. And so instead of having this big party, he put all the funds toward the publication of the book, toward, you know, launching. And, yeah, so what they did was they... They narrowed it down from a pool of like 500 international applicants to three books. Like the publisher did all that. They Mm, went through this, mm -hmm. and um, and I want to say I might be embellishing here. I know at least one of the other two, and it might have been both, were like like London based like mystery novels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's don't know tough. You know this this (laughs) book about American football in Arkansas, (gasps) and somehow and so they send the three off to Peter. And he reads them and he chooses don't know tough. And so, yeah, and the rest is history. And, and the, the strangest thing is like next year I'll be thirty-four and I'm a school teacher. And Peter Lovesey was a school teacher and he was published at thirty-four. And I love it. Yeah. Uh,
0: this it's yeah, it's I mean cool. it's the circle. Don't make me sing it, but you know <laughs> the
1: King. circle
0: of life. <laughs> You know, uh, but it is. It's how you look. Like I said, you look back, yeah. and you see it, and it's like, oh no, mm-hmm. yeah. this is so good. And I was, it was so impressive because, like you said, it was in uh, Britain. It, he's a British writer, uh, international. Uh, and I hate to say it, but I've been telling people 200 applications. I'll have to up that number next time. It's 500. Well, maybe it's uh, well, I don't wow. know. It's Hello. hundreds it's on of the press applications. Yeah. It's it's all out. There. And you know, um that says a lot for somebody who is so outside of you know, because he's there and then we're over here. Yeah. <laughs> and for that to just grab his attention, and I, I I can't remember the quote, but it's a very it's an excellent quote that he has on your yeah, book he about, he uh, really you know, hits it, you yeah, know. He, he does really
1: sums it up. Mm. Well.
0: And it's, uh, it's just so great. Um, so what are you, so this comes out in March,
1: this comes out on March 8th,
0: March 8th now, and that's a Tuesday,
1: 2022. It's a yeah. Tuesday. Yep.
0: And we are working on yes. having a, uh, launch party Probably the Sunday before on the 6th. So check out Facebook and we'll be sending notices out and all uh, about, you know, to have Eli. I don't, we'll just have a get together. Uh, He, it'll be downtown somewhere. He will sign copies and. We may be able to get the copies released two days early.
1: That's what I've been told. Yeah. Okay. For, so, for so you come home, to the party. Yeah, we yeah. get it before anybody and, else. Uh, get it. And
0: pre-orders are going to be starting up this week at Dog Your Books, where I, uh, you know, if you want to come in and go ahead and pre-order the book, we will have um, amazing and awesome gift card-like things that we will give you if you would like to get it as a gift for someone. Uh, And it will, you know, basically say, you know, we are gifting you a copy of the next great
1: novel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to say things, you know, like that. But, um, and then you can just, you know, use that as a gift because if it's, if you pre-order it, We'll have it then, and Eli can sign it. You'll get it a couple of days early. And
1: even if they don't come to the event, I'll you know any book mm-hmm. for you guys, I will definitely sign. Yeah. You know,
0: so so there's that. Any, yeah. <laughs> any book,
1: yeah. So don't buy it anywhere but yes. from Dog Ear Books. Yes. I will You'll have to have proof it. of purchase. That's I don't it. know how
0: that will work. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, that's right. You won't get it till no, that I'm day anyway. If they, when
1: <laughs> if they come into your bookstore, yeah. Like, any book copy in your bookstore will already be signed yeah you know so as soon as Perfect. you guys get them in just and so yeah. if they want even if they're not going to pre-order them or get them you true know, I'll, I'll true sign them yeah. yeah
0: and if they don't pre-order but they show up on that sunday
1: launch and get a book then we can have same other thing copies, right
0: yeah. yes awesome. and
1: even personalize them
0: personalize things. it yes wow. to to Ooh. dear auntie ellie and uncle bob <laughs> but uh that, that's exciting. Uh, we're, we're excited about it because we've never had a chance to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And we're so fortunate in an area, um, you know, a, a small town in the middle of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, there are people in this world on either coast or just around the world, and they hear Arkansas and they're like,
1: do, do they, you do wear they? shoes? Yes.
0: And do they read in Arkansas? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, when you hear that, you just cringe because you're like, why? Why do people discount us and um, without knowing us? Yeah. And then you get to, you know, you see things like this book, and and you start hearing, uh, you know, about things that are going on, and and, and,
1: and you pig hearted. And I mean, yes. there's a lot of great books.
0: There are, and that's just two superb authors from our little town. And I, uh, I just, uh, it's thrilling to see that happen, and. Uh Alex did move to Illinois. <laughs> Eli will never be allowed to
1: move. Will never move.
0: He will never move. <laughs> he moved into a new house. He has We're to stuck. stay here. <laughs>
1: We're stuck. He's invested now. Yeah. Uh, but uh But no yeah. that is amazing Pat. And I I, don't, I I'm going to completely lie about all the numbers here, mm-hmm. but there like I remember as I was, you know, as I was trying to to make it and get a traditionally published mm-hmm. book deal by one of the big publishers in New York City and I remember like, I'd, you know, just keep after I'd come in and see you and get my pep talk, you know, I would go home and I would Google like weird things. Like, what is the percent of like authors who make it? You know, I'm trying to, yeah. try to find like I would Google things like that, yeah. like trying to get like tangible numbers. And I can't remember. But, you know, like even like just to get an agent to like request to read the full manuscript that you've read, mm-hmm. like this was something like, or that you've written, this was something that like there were numbers on. So like let's say you went and over the course of the last year, you wrote a, a an 80,000 word manuscript mm-hmm. and then you wrote that query letter and then you started sending it off to agents. The numbers that I found, you know, for them to read that and then want to re- actually read the whole thing, it was something like an average agent, you know, gets anywhere from like 500 to a thousand of those queries a month oh wow. and then out of yes. that that's one agent mm-hmm. you know out of that you know they might request one mm-hmm. on and that's just to request it and mm-hmm. then the numbers beyond that were like after they've requested it you know and they're mm-hmm. actually wanting to read it, and that the fact like that they'd actually read it and then want to think, like, okay, this is something I can sell and make money off of. It was like one in a hundred from the ones that they pick, you know, from mm-hmm. there. Past that, they got to take that and then <laughs> go sell it to Simon and & Schuster and the number's there. You know, so yeah, to have yeah. two people in this town, mm-hmm. you know, it's – and there's a lot of other great writers there in are. the community, too. There
0: are. There are. Um, it's uh, – and, and I think there's a lot of support in this community – for writers yeah. um, and groups that get together and I know November being NaNoWriMo, <clears throat> which stands for National Novel Writing Month. Nice. Good job. <laughs> uh, and we're kind of almost in the middle of that but we are supporting that effort so if you are doing any kind of uh, writing or, or I don't think we're really doing a lot of in person yet with that, it's mostly online but we've got some awesome uh, Paraphernalia, uh, what, some. What all have we got, Emily? Like bags and a mug or two, and some things like that. Are we going to be well, books yeah. giving? Nice,
1: like writer yeah. advice books. Craft yeah, books.
0: oh yeah, and they do have some really good for young writers. Yeah, if it's a, you know you're a teen uh, and you are interested in writing, there we do have some of those books, and and they really just lay it out step by step, and it helps you go through it, and um, you might be really surprised at what you can yeah. come up with. So, you know, yeah. but, but this town does have a lot of uh, encouragement for oh, writers. no doubt.
1: And I'm going to throw in there, Pat, just books on writing. Like, that's kind of like mm-hmm. this weird fetish of mine, mm-hmm. books on writing. Stephen King on writing is like a Bible for his first starting writers. Uh, Benjamin Percy. Ben Percy's got one called Thrill Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Bradbury's got uh, Zen and the Art of Writing. And then I do a monthly column at a website called Crime Reads, where I get to interview authors that are mystery, thriller, crime. And all I talk about on there is how they write. You know, like how do they structure their days? When do mm-hmm. they write? How many mm-hmm. words? are they trying to aim for a word count? Do they use a pen and paper? Do they use a computer? And there's 10 of those up right now, you know, and there's okay. one coming each month, but there's some really. Megan Abbott was one I got to talk with. Now,
0: how do people find this?
1: You can just Google Eli Craner Shop Talk. Uh, It's called Shop Talk. Shop Talk. Okay. Yeah. And so that's some really. If I was a young writer, like I'm, I'm loving getting to do it because I'm getting to learn from all of these cool people. But Megan Abbott's been on there. Ace Atkins has been on there. Um, Some really, really. um, Steph Child was one that was on there too. So nice. Yeah. Super cool. Very nice.
0: So I was going to say, what's in the works?
1: Yeah. anything
0: coming down the line or yeah, publisher interested in another yeah.
1: so topic? yeah you get you know that's i hope that what they with writing you never know you know yeah. it'd be like being right. a musical artist or but the best thing old john grisham quote and it's i don't think he probably came up with it but it's like once you get your foot in the door you better put one out every year you know mm-hmm. the reason there is and that's you know that's If you're a literary genius and you're writing, like, the next great American novel, it's probably not the case. You know, you could win the Pulitzer and take 10 years off to write your next great masterpiece. But if you want to do it and and do it, you know, according to John Grisham, you write a book a year. That way it gives people time to read it. And so I'm working really hard. I told you I had all those other books done, um, you know, so there is a next book, um, and it is, right now, it is being Considered so, like, it has to be like I have an agent now, and, mm-hmm. and he's you know, he, he is shopping the book, you know, to to yeah, out there to see it. So, I, I would cool. think before long we'll know nice. um, something on
0: very nice, but no
1: spoilers. I can't, no, it. okay,
0: fine. All right, know. we'll wait.
1: <laughs> but I will say it's another Arkansas based book, okay, and it might even be inspired by um, a true crime. That happened around here not too long ago. I do know what you're talking about. Don't say it.
0: I don't remember it, but I know it. (laughs) So anyway, it's exciting. Yeah, I I mean, and I, I look forward to... I love reading your column. You still doing the sports? Yeah. What's it called? Athletic the Athletic support. <laughs> I love reading that. You're so
1: It's an wise. advice column for parents of athletes.
0: That's right. And there are some good questions uh,
1: people And send ask. them in if you're listening. I, I'm, I'm always scraping the barrel for questions. So Right. Yeah. Don't
0: make me come up with a...
1: Miss <laughs> Pat, she sent in one before. I did send in Grandma, them. some...
0: Yeah, yeah. People, you know, uh anybody who has a young athlete, yeah, no matter who aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, cousins, mom, dad, you know, whatever, um, they yours yours is a good place to go yep. to send it in. Yep. It's anonymous. Yep. Uh but honestly the things that that I've read you come from so many different people. Yeah. You know, across the board, everybody's yeah. encountered that coach uh, or that parent or, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and you give good advice. Well, thank you. I think you do a good and job on that. It's just
1: eli.craner at gmail.com. So you, and I, yeah. they are always, and that's the biggest thing I get is like, people are like, I got a question, but I don't want to tell it to you because. I know little Jimmy's coach is gonna figure out, you know, that it was me, and I'm like, well, I'll make little Jimmy little Susie, and you know, we <laughs> yeah. will never know.
0: We'll change the sport; it won't be yeah. football. It'll yeah. be so soccer. Send then, them in. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it doesn't matter what you're writing. You're you're just a writer, Eli, mm. and and I think um, y- you could write anything. I I think you could write. Fantasy. <laughs> I think you could write a middle grade romantic. book about
1: r- a zombie brain.
0: There you go. See, I mean brain munching really. zombie teachers. Could you could you get further apart?
1: Oh, you couldn't. <laughs> and I'll tell you, Pat, like when this book first came out, you know, it was literally on the heels. It was like two months into brains. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, like I remember having that first conversation with this editor at this very prestigious New York, you know, press. And finally, like and I was just sitting there like they're going to figure out about my self-published like middle grade zombie book. They're going to figure out. And then, you know, eventually they never said anything. And finally I was like, okay, because here's why, like, you're never going to sell as many books with the middle grade like, or with a, with a self-published book, mm-hmm. like on a, you know, a national scale cause you don't have that whole mm-hmm. thing. And those sales could hurt you. Like they could look mm-hmm. at it and they could be like, Oh, you know, like when they run the numbers, like, well, look, he only sold this many copies, you know, it's not quite like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, this was probably uh, an anxiety of mine by too much Googling, you know, and figuring, mm-hmm. trying to figure out the market. And so finally, I was just like to my editor, I was like, I self-published a middle grade zombie book. And she was like, Eli, we know all about books make brain stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, well, um, you know, thinking I'm like this big time tough, you know, like crime writer, thriller, you know, literary guy. Now I was like, well, is it going to hurt my street cred? You know that I've published this this myth, this kid's book about zombies. She was like, no, you know, if anything, like just what you said, like. It just shows, you know, that you're, you're not great. some, you know, like the, yeah. the age of like Hemingway and, the, you know, that's, you know, you got to be some burly, you know, yeah. fighter, yeah. writer, you know, right? You, writing you is writing, whether it's a column. Yeah. Or a paper, or and a and you
0: don't, of, you don't fit into those little, um. Cubby holes. You know, sea <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is Eli. No, you have the entire uh, the plethora of cubby
1: holes, yeah, I mean, I and they're all yours. Yeah, I'll take
0: them. <laughs> So let's see. I'll go to this one now, and it's a historical romance set in Regency I, England. I don't, don't
1: know about that. Well, you never you know. You, you never, never know. You've got contacts
0: or? in England now, well, but always. I will
1: read Peter. it if you write it. I'll call it Peter. <laughs>
0: Well, oh my gosh, everybody, I have so enjoyed this, and uh, maybe we'll do it again before the release Deal. of the book Definitely. And, and talk and get something out there, but it's always great to to talk to you, to visit with you, and to um, learn more about your journey, people who don't know it. I think it's something that um, should be shared. Uh, it's encouraging for new authors and young writers who don't know what to do, and um you know, we, we've we had panels where we've had people come in and yeah. give their different, I did it this way, I did it this way, and so you can have well, your very own panel someday. Well,
1: anybody who is listening that's an author locally or mm-hmm. wherever, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I did starting out that was the, uh, I mean, I would just find people I loved, I'd finish a book, and what I'd usually do is like I'd read their book and like mark through it, like finding my eight or nine favorite passages. Mm -hmm. And then I'd find these authors' email, you know, because authors are not like, actors or actresses or musicians, you know, they're not quite, a, like John Grisham could probably walk down Main Street and, you know, one out of 10 people would probably my, recognize yeah, who he yeah. was, like looking at his be face. like, you
0: look, you, are, look, you, look, you know, look like somebody. You know, you so know?
1: authors are different, you know, yeah. they're not quite as busy. So I would actually reach out and email authors, you know, and, and show them, like, I just read this book, I loved it, these are my favorite parts of it, and just tell them, you know, thanks it's and stuff. Yeah. And, um, and through that, it started, you know, a list of people who really helped, you know, as I started to get, okay, well, now I've got an agent asking, you know, then I could reach out to that person again, like, hey, man, not, yeah. not much, don't take much of your time, but I just had do you know, this agency, it was a way, so you don't have to read my book, <laughs> but you can <laughs> just email me, you know, if you're a young author or starting out, and, and you can, it's all on my website, you know, just look me up on whatever. And, and what you is show. your website? It's just EliCranor.com.
0: There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. But it has been great having you here and talking to you and getting to share this adventure with you. It's been a wonderful journey so far, and we're looking forward to the the rest of the way. And uh, we're we're so appreciative that you were supportive of us. Uh, It means a lot to us. So, um, guys... Listen to what Eli's had to say and uh, contact him if you have questions. uh, And um, just look forward to his book coming out. We're excited about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Pat.